In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul tells us, Be not conformed to the thinking of this world, to their wisdom, to their way that they live. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove the word of God. Conformed means don't copy the world. Don't take in their sayings. Don't live by the way of this world or by worldly sayings. There was a woman who used to come to my house and she would bring all of these words of wisdom that she had made up or that the world lives by. And she would speak them to me. And I'd say to her, I want to live by the wisdom from God that's printed in the Holy Bible. That is not in the Bible, what you've just said. For several years, really, she still came to my house, and she would still speak her wisdom. And I would tell her, I want to build my foundation the way I live on that which is printed in the New Testament Bible. And what you've just told me is not a way printed in the New Testament Bible. Now, she was a Catholic woman, and I assume she calls herself a Christian. She prays to God through maybe a statue or something and lights candles, which is not the way of God. Jesus said, They that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you've got to know the New Testament Bible to know the way to go in ways of religion. And you must have the Holy Spirit. Every person who is born again is given the Holy Spirit who guides them into all truth, teaches them all things, reminds them of everything Jesus has said, and shows them things to come. John chapter 14, verse 26, John chapter 16, verse 13. There are just so many people who have gone forward at church, been baptized, and think they are Christians, but they're not born again. And Jesus says in John chapter 3, ye must be born again. I think it was Nicodemus who said, how can I enter into my mother's womb a second time and be born again? How can this be? Jesus said, if you aren't born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. You won't be able to understand things of God. Paul says exactly the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man 
receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You must be born again, but if you belong to God, you are born again, because he has given you a word which caused you to be born again. I was born again on August 5, 1975. I had been reading a book about sin, but I was born again because God spoke to me and said, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I was baptized in water when I was 15 at Church of Christ, but I was not born again. I just didn't want to go to hell, and I heard the preacher speaking about going to hell, and I thought the way that you handled this is you went forward at church and were baptized in water. But I didn't have the Spirit of God. I didn't have God speaking to me about sin to show me my sins. I didn't have any of that. I just didn't want to go to hell. I went right on for the next 15 years or so, living the same life I lived before I was baptized in water, following my own ideas, my own ambitions. It didn't work out too well. Then in 1975, I was reading that book, but God spoke to me by bringing me a thought. And it was this, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, ah, sins? I thought they were mistakes. At that moment, at the moment, I accepted the word that God brought to me. I was changed completely. After that, God told me to be baptized. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico on an airplane, which was just landing in Albuquerque. My cousin, who's Church of Christ, picked me up at the plane, and I began talking about God and all the things he had done in my life. I said to her, if you can arrange it, I'll be baptized this afternoon. And she said, you've already been baptized. I said, I know, but I wasn't born again. And now I'm born again, and God tells me to be baptized. She said, well, okay. She said, I, I don't understand. And she said, I don't even understand how you can be a Christian, but I believe you are. She didn't understand being born again. She didn't understand salvation being from God. She thought you decided to be a Christian and you did what they said and you were a Christian. That is not the case. The situation is that if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Second Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. I was changed instantly, immediately. 
given a new heart, a new spirit, as God told the prophet Ezekiel he would do. Ezekiel 36. I will give them a new heart and a new spirit so they can follow me. Ezekiel 36. Read it starting at about verse 23. That was a future thing that God was going to do to the people of God. And everyone who's born again has the Holy Spirit. There's one scripture we're going to look up on that subject. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? That church building is not the temple of God. It's made by hands of humans. But you who are born again, you're not created by hands of humans. You're recreated by God himself. And he gives you a new heart and a new spirit so that you now can follow him, Ezekiel 36. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? When Pam Paget was about junior high age, one of her classmates was killed on a motorcycle. And God began speaking to her. If you die right now, you would go to hell. Pam cried out in prayer. And it's so interesting because she wasn't sure whether you were supposed to pray directly to God or to Jesus or to the Holy Spirit. So she prayed. Please, if there's any way to save me, please do. And please get this prayer to the right one. Because she didn't know whether to pray to God, pray to Jesus, or pray to the Holy Spirit. After she prayed that, she knew there was something of God in her. She didn't know what it was. She didn't find out immediately. She continued to go to the Catholic Church. She didn't want to go to the Catholic Church. She never wanted to go to the Catholic Church. She thought it was spooky. But that's the church her parents took her to. She even went to Catholic school. As she grew older, she went to college. And at the college, there was a nun attending the college. Pam went to this nun and said, there are things in the Bible, and the Catholic Church does not do those things. They do something opposite. And I need to talk to you about this. And she said that nun went totally white. And the nun said, 
This is the reason people like you shouldn't read the Bible. She said, we'll tell you what you need to know. You have to go to a priest to have him explain to you the Bible. And Pam said at that second, she knew the Catholic Church was wrong. She went to a Protestant church then, and they read from the Bible. But they weren't doing the Bible. There was someone in her singles class who was a divorced woman, and she was going to marry a man who was in the singles class. Pam went to them and said, if you do this, the Bible says you will commit adultery. And she went to the bridesmaid and said, this is going to be adultery if they marry. And she read the scriptures to the bridesmaid. And the bridesmaid said, yes, I know it will be wrong for them to marry, but They will do it anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and be one of the bridesmaids. The Bible says, be not partaker of other men's sins. And then at that church, they all used to sit together, all the singles class. They sat together at the main service. Pam moved to another location, and she didn't go to the singles class any longer because of the distance in getting to the church building. So she went only to the 11 o'clock service. But she went and sat where the singles used to sit together. And she said they didn't come and sit there. And she saw them sitting in another part of the building. So she thought they had just changed places. The next week, she went and sat at the place where they had been the week before. And they moved to another place, leaving her alone. And then the third week, she got to the building a little bit late, went and sat down with the singles class, And they all got up without a word and moved to another part of the auditorium. And then Pam cried out to God, What have I done wrong? Did I do something wrong? I don't know what I did wrong. Well, she told them about that scripture on adultery. And they didn't want anything to do with her. Matthew 5.32, Jesus is speaking to the men, and he says, Matthew 5.32, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. If a man puts away a faithful wife and she marries again, she commits adultery. The man 
who marries her commits adultery, but the husband who divorced the faithful wife is the cause of her adultery. Matthew 5.32 Also you can read a commandment of the Lord to the women in the New Testament church. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 and 11 Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband, and let not the man put away his wife. And Paul said, This is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. The divorced woman commits adultery if she remarries. There was a man in our church group who had filed divorce papers against his wife. I called him as soon as I heard that, and I said, Was she unfaithful to you? He was dead silent for a few seconds, and then he said, No. And I said, the only scriptural reason for you to be able to divorce your wife is if she's unfaithful to you. And I gave him Matthew 5.32. Apparently, he read that scripture, thought about it, and decided to remove the divorce proceedings which he had filed against her. So you can read also Romans chapter 7, verse 2. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. I have heard so many people say things like, but we don't go by the law today. We don't go by the law of Moses today, but we go by the law of God. We go by the laws presented in the New Testament Bible, the laws of God. We don't sacrifice animals for our sins as in the law of Moses. So we don't go by the law of Moses we go by the law of God. Jesus paid for our sins. This is a scripture spoken by the Apostle Paul to the New Testament church and is given to us today in the New Testament Bible. This is the law of God for the New Testament church today. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, if she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, 
She is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. So if you're a divorced woman and married to another man, according to the Bible, you're an adulteress. What do you do? Agree with the Bible. Repent. If you see someone else who's about to do what you did, show them the scripture. Try to get them to go by scripture. I have never told anybody to leave their second husband. I have told them, repent, believe the scripture, admit that you committed adultery, and try to convince other people not to do that. Now, just look up the subject in the Bible. You'll find several scriptures in the New Testament that say the same thing. This is renewing your mind to the Word of God, as Paul said to do. Be not conformed to this world's thinking. Renew your mind to the Word of God, that you would know the will of God. Just think of all the people that kill their own child by abortion. Hopefully, after you're born again, you wouldn't do that. I know people who did that before they were born again and then were born again. And, of course, they acknowledge that they sinned when they committed an abortion. And I'm sure it must be very hard for them to live knowing they killed their own child. Because after you're born again, I just can't see any woman doing that, killing her own child after she's born again. Renew your mind and your thinking to the Word of God. What about homosexuals and lesbians? Romans 1 tells you the situation from God's viewpoint on homosexual lesbian. Renew your mind to the Word of God and agree with the Word of God. Let's look at Romans 1. This section of Scripture pertains to homosexuals and lesbians. It could pertain to more but it definitely pertains to homosexuals and lesbians. We'll start reading at verse 21, but verse 26 spells it out clearly. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 26, 
For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God calls homosexual and lesbian acts vile affections. But it is God who gave them over to these vile affections because they did not keep him in their mind, him, the word of God. And they went after their own lust. Some say they were born that way. I said to God, what about that? And he showed me Mark chapter 10, which shows they, from the beginning, were created either male or female. They weren't born that way. They weren't born homosexual or lesbian. In the beginning, God created them male and female. But he gave them over to their own lust. Read these two scriptures, compare them with each other to know the truth. Romans chapter 1 shows you the truth about what the Bible says about homosexuals and lesbians, what God thinks about it. And know that from the beginning, they were created male and female. So they weren't born that way, though they think they are. And you set your house on the word of God. Set your thinking according to the word of God. Can a homosexual or lesbian be saved? Yes, absolutely. If they see these scriptures and see they have sinned, if God opens their eyes to see they have sinned. They can be saved if they repent of the sin and no longer do it. The woman taken in adultery, Jesus told her, go and sin no more. John chapter 8. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But when any of us see we have sinned and God opens our eyes to understand the scriptures and we agree with the scriptures and set ourselves according to the scriptures, we do what Paul said in Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed 
to the thinking of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God, proving what is right in the sight of God. You set yourself that way, and regardless of what the world thinks, you go in the way the Holy Bible tells you in the New Testament. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.